0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the AfriTalk podcast, where we come together to discover ourselves through our heritage and sharing our experiences in the diaspora. I am your host, Jackie. Hello, brothers and sisters. Once again, welcome to the AfriTalk podcast where we come together as a community to discuss, learn from one another, and share our experiences as Africans in the diaspora. And my name is Jackie. Thank you for watching or listening to my podcast. Uh, And if you've not had the chance to, I'll put a link in the description box so you can go and listen to my previous podcast. So, um, Please do subscribe, click on notification bell, like, comment, and share this video with everyone. I always forget to say, but this time I remembered. But anyways, this on this week's episode, I'm going to talk to a friend, Kristalina. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Hello.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for the invite.
0: Yes. Welcome, Kristalina. So Crystalina is your friend. You. And on this episode, we're going to talk about, um, well, she's born here and we're just going to talk about her experiences and well, you just keep listening and watching and then you you get the gist. So Crystalina, you are born here, right? Before I went to make wrong statements. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I'm definitely born in the Netherlands.
0: I am. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something from the depth of my heart, to be honest, like no line, no Going through the corners. I'm telling you straight. Growing Actually. up, I used to be jealous uh, of people like you, you know. Hey, hmm. because why what's that? You're African, you are not born in Africa like us. You were born here in white man's land. All the privileges, all I mean, the passports. Some of us don't mm-hmm. have or didn't have you, you mm-hmm. know, all the privileges, all the you know, ev- like back in Africa, we used to see people like you, like you know, you like more like. You know the relationship between um, Black Americans and African, like African Africans, yeah. that type yeah. of thing. Here, yeah. so growing up, ah, I used to jealous people like you, but thank God, that yeah, jealousy has
1: gone. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Well, how did how how did that jealousy go?
0: Well, um, actually, after coming here and living here and making my life here, I understood some things because now I also have a child right and it's not her fault that she was born here you know she just she got she was born where she was born so at the end of the day when you get opportunity you grab it if you don't grab it yeah yeah so how is it for you being you know Ghanaian and born here in the Netherlands
1: well yeah you started off saying that it's a privilege and of course I understand why you do say it because sometimes I also speak to people that Find it a privilege to like grow up in Europe or live in Europe or they want to come to Europe because they don't find that there are enough opportunities to be grabbed in their country of origin meaning Ghana I mean being born and raised in Ghana um, and that certain things are not like stable there I'm very grateful to have been born here um, I can't say that I would have had it otherwise but if I was born in Ghana I would also accept my fate just like you said your child was born here and that's what she knows. You know, this is what I know. This is what I do. Um, But sometimes I also, I'm like, oh, if I just lived, you know, some years of my life in Ghana, like I'm talking about substantial years, maybe of my youth. And maybe I would have been able to speak the, the, the language or maybe there's certain things of the culture that I would have understood more than now I have to learn, you know, certain ways of doing things. So yes, it is a privilege, but I think that I also did miss out on some things because for example, you speak tree, you speak yeah. that language. Why? Because you were were raised there like the first few years of your life. And now, yes, you are here and you have a amazing life like and you're doing really well but you can you still have that basis in Ghana you know what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say and you have that connection with the country I had to actively look for that connection and being born here feeling out of place like where do I belong to so I think there are like negative and
0: positive sides to the yeah all this thing that you're saying i'm hearing some people in my head saying you, you are talking about language culture what, what is god what does Ghana have to offer in fact they will trade their entire life just to have you know just to be here they don't care about any language any culture anything they don't mm-hmm. care all they want in fact even if there's war now in this uh, netherlands that we're talking about now and they are giving free visas in ghana for people to come they will fly and come they don't care about all these things So, but anyways mm-hmm. that's the thing that's what i came to um understand when I came here myself you know life is not black and white you know but yeah people who are in our position understand and people who are in other people's position to they might not understand but anyway so being born here and all that how was life for you as a actually Ghanaian Dutch you know how was life for you and how did you feel and all that
1: well life for me um so was quite okay i mean i went to a school that was quite multicultural i live in a multicultural city like my parents have always taught me to work twice as hard but it wasn't something that um like was that sounded negative to me because it was just something that i was taught that i was like oh it's given it's just how it is you know because yes although i'm born in this country this is not my country of origin so i will have to put in the work um, yes of course I had some situations in which I uh, did get very conscious of the fact that I'm a black woman living in a white man's world just to say it like that um, but overall it has been good until I came to the identity quest I think that was at the age 14 15 and I think this the age that you hit puberty or you're in a puberty and you start thinking about who am I where am I from you know and it wasn't always cool to be African. As a matter of fact, now, dear, I mean, people are jamming, we're listening to like, all this African
0: artists, Afrobeat,
1: Azonto came. And actually music for me was the gateway of looking, of getting to my identity, like, hands down, like, i was always in church and i was in a in a multicultural church with mainly africans so yeah i lost my church and all that kind of stuff but you know in school it was also it was never cool to be african let's be honest like Mm. in ghana i wouldn't have that problem because everybody is Ghanaian here but Mm. here i was that you know and And i didn't get bullied yeah well i didn't get bullied really hard for it but you know if you were from the caribbean you were cooler Mm. you know you could get it a bit more It was like oh are you from Suriname or are you from uh, Taking the that, assets know, ah, i tried it all <laughs> i mean you know so yeah and as a child growing up you know you're not that conscious about staying true to who you are um so yeah i was conscious of that it was not cool to be a ghanian so i didn't um sell it like i'm doing now now df you ask me i will tell you i'm ghanian over and over again ah, your instagram but is still ghana <laughs> <laughs> i tell you man but um yeah but then it, Wasn't like that, and then the identity quest came, and um, then yeah, music started coming, and I started looking more and more for my identity in Ghana. And then I grew into this woman. But if they say Ghana, I'm the first one to stand, yes.
0: (laughs) In fact, you went to Ghana not too long ago, and you literally posted your entire vacuum every day when I woke up. First thing I do is take my phone and go to Crystallina Status on Instagram just to see, like. Ha Ghana Switzer. Okay, but anyways, I I <laughs> anyways, anyways, how was it educational-wise? What did you study? What are you doing? Okay. Would you like to share more light on that?
1: Yeah. So um I studied law and philosophy, and I did a master in public international law. But hold your horses. Right now I'm a journalist. <laughs> so I'm actually not doing anything in law. And I work at a news station in the Netherlands, quite a big one. And I'm enjoying my time a lot. I really love being a journalist. So, um, yeah, that's what
0: I do. Why didn't you do anything with law? Were you forced to do law by your parents? You know, the Af- no, typical Af- no,
1: I wasn't actually. Yeah. I wasn't. Like,
0: no, since I was young, I loved
1: like, defending people and um, coming up for people's rights. So I was really interested in human rights law. And I've always wanted to be a lawyer. So my parents didn't have to force me with something that I wanted to do. And then, but I also, throughout my teen, uh, teenage years, I was very interested in media, very interested in presenting. And then when I was doing my master and I was writing my thesis, I was like, mama, I don't want to become a lawyer right now. It's not the right time. Let me see if there's something in the media for me. And then by God's grace, I found a job at RTL news and that's where I started working. So.
0: Yeah. Don't you think that maybe it was like, I don't know, waste years, you know, going to school for all those time, working so hard? No, absolutely
1: not. I actually feel like richer because I have law, I have philosophy and I have journalism now. Like if I would have studied journalism, it was just journalism. But now I feel like I'm in more fields. If I ever want to switch, if I ever still want to become a lawyer, all I have to do is find a law firm and stop working there you know so i feel like i have more opportunities um right now i'm absolutely happy that it went like this i wouldn't have it any other way and my knowledge that i got from law is actually something that i could also learn as a like journalist yes. for everybody listening this that is scared of changing their course just do it like if there's something that you love you have one life and just to chase me. that three. if you want to
0: talk to me talk to me directly don't directly just <laughs> shoot it straight say Jackie uh-huh. and <laughs> then you continue you the study race. Study? We be having African parents what did they think for you, you know, going into the media because from me, the reason why I'm asking this is I remember when I was young. <laughs> this is a personal <laughs> story. when I was young, I also wanted to do uh, I, w- I also wanted to be a journalist. My family was like, lie, lie, never, not on our watch. So that you go, they'll send it to you, send you to Iraq, Iran, Pakistan, what Afghanistan. So you go and be doing the news and they'll bomb you. What do we do? You know, so that's what they mm. was they were thinking more. Because I wanted to also do the presented and all that, but they were thinking like, ah, maybe you know they will push you to go and do you know the to go and stand in their war zone and then they will bomb and then you will die and you know mm-hmm. so so all i want to say so all i want to say is um follow your heart whatever you want to do you just do it but that's just on the side but having african parents were they cool with you for you know going into the media world like for you know studying law and all this. you know african parents, they like to show off small you know in a way so wearing their little a little bit hesitant Become a lawyer so we can be proud you know, proud and mm-hmm. be like, our daughter's lawyer, then I'm going to do mm-hmm. media.
1: Well, I can tell you when my parent when my mom gets a call and she has to say where I work, she says it with so much pride. Oh, my daughter is working at ATM News. Huh. <laughs> you know, so for my pro my parents, they were like super hyped for me and guess that I actually got in there, you know, because they they didn't think that it was something that was so accessible. like my parents have always believed in me um and no so they didn't actually make a big deal out of it they knew I was always interested in media I was on YouTube a lot I loved presenting in front of cameras like and uh, no my dad even took credit for it he was like yes when you were a young kid remember I told you to start a talk show I had a talk show when I was 12 years old it's very awkward don't go and look for it it was like is that what triggered this blah 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 so no Actually, my parents are very proud of um proud you of me. You get any issues. But I think like what you were saying, like if you heard journalism, ju- journalism just in general, and I mean like maybe you, I don't know if you told your parents when you were here or when you were back in Ghana.
0: No, here. Okay.
1: Okay, well, yeah. When you hear journalism in general, like there are very a lot of facets to journalism. Um, so yeah, but a facet that I wanted to like concentrate on and just grow in um I don't know my parents were actually I like like the idea and I think it's also because I watch RTL news and so on TV and stuff. So yeah. They so know.
0: anyone who's watching who don't know what RTL news is is one of the one or oh, I think the second biggest news uh how do you call it? Mm-hmm. This English station. Schools. Station. Stay. Uh-huh. Well it's the second biggest well, um mm-hmm. news platform here in the Netherlands. So good girl (laughs)
1: thank you girl. so
0: putting that on the side i wanted to know your um thoughts or your opinion about you know when you were talking you were saying that when you go to ghana you speak to people who um also want to come here you know and all that so i wanted to know your comments or your thoughts about people who want to leave ghana like Badly. They just want to, in fact, when they close their eyes and they open it's all they want to see is Europe or America. They want to leave Ghana now, now, now. What do you mm-hmm. have to say to those people? What what are your thoughts about that?
1: So I think it's two sides to this, right? Like I get it. Everybody wants the best for their future. And if you think the best for your future is not in that specific country and you see videos and things on platforms about how great Europe is. And let's be honest, there are a lot of opportunities here. If you like follow the system, you can get a job and you can have, you can leave a decent decent life. Um, What my opinion on that is like, on the other side, the press is always greener on the other side because yes, it's nice here, but there are a lot of things that you will also like, um, um, that you will also bump into, not everything, it's always a, a smooth, I and mean, with that I mean, like you will have some identity crisis. You you face racism. People will not see you as one of them, especially if you come here on a later age. People might see you as someone that only comes here for money. And like, there are a lot of prejudices that you need to deal with. All these things that when I walk in Ghana, nobody looks at me differently. I look like any everybody, unless I open my mouth and people hear me speak. Nah, but, you know, um, yeah, the grass is always greener on the other side. And, like, I I changed my mind a bit about it because before when somebody used to tell me, the first thing I used to say is that it's not that easy here, too. It's not that easy because it isn't. Let's be really honest. Like, prices are high and things don't just always go smooth. And it's not like there's money here on the ground that they can pick because if there's a place that they can pick it, please send
0: me the address. Ah. I want to go there.
1: I want to go there.
0: I but- beg I mean, Definitely. I I want to play the devil advocate okay in in this, right? I mean, if the mm-hmm. grass is not greener on the other, if it's not that easy here, but we we are here, so can they also mm-hmm. come and join? So we can all be here together. Yeah, but that's what I said. It's not always greener on the other
1: side, but I do get them because look, how whatever, however you put it, yes, I've lived in Ghana for a little while, but I haven't. Stay all my life there, and not everything goes as smoothly, so I get why people would get frustrated with certain things. Because if I go there, yes, it's just for a few months or a few weeks, but I also got frustrated with those things because there are just some basic needs or necessities that you would need to, you would love to like just work right. Um, so I get it, I get that people want to move. All I can say is that it's not that easy as well. Mm. Uh, Um, but I, like I said, I changed my mind on it slightly before, I would be like, my. do you want to come here like there it's good there as well and you know but I've changed my mind on it slightly because I do get that the opportunities are definitely not always the same Ghana has a lot of opportunities but I feel like the the gap between the rich and the poor is uh, way bigger as well um so yes I get you I would say to them but Um, Not everything here is perfect as well. And I'm afraid to say, like, just work hard in Ghana and get your life there because I know it's just. Say it
0: with your (laughs) chest. No,
1: I won't say it with my (laughs) chest. I don't get Because I know it's not easy. I know it's not. I don't dare dare say it. I know it's not easy. It's not only the formula, it's not only hard work and it will pay off. Especially not there. I know. Like, there are some struggles, and the systems are not always in place for it to work properly. You
0: understand? Especially when we I are talking about win. that, the system, the you know, things not put in place, that, I get that. But there are also people, they will not work. Yes, yeah, true. People, I I personally know people, I can vouch for them. They these maybe they come not they just don't end up, end up on this, they don't end up on Madonna's. Honestly, they don't work. So that's what yeah. exactly. I'll say it with my chest. You also yeah. have to work. If you don't yeah, right, you do go chop. That's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was talking about working hard in Ghana. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, you have to work. You have to ah. put in the energy. <sniffs> but we, we are very, you, we Pepe. can be very hardworking people as Ghanaians. too. You understand? I feel like we know struggle. And because of that, we know how to work hard. Um, but I think that the concept, because there are different kinds of people that want to come. And also people that think yeah. and hear that here they can get free money.
0: Mm. They think, oh, I and so, here, if government. you are not working or you are sick in the house, the government will give you money. So, exactly, okay, come and meet if, you, if you hear that at first, well, you know,
1: if, if you hear free money,
0: who ah,
1: wants to work? Yeah, I, I think, I'm telling you. But it's not that black or white. And that's what people don't get. Like, um, it's not just you come here and everything is blissful. No, you actually have to put in a lot of effort. You have to learn the language. You have to get used to the culture. Um, you have to, it's not like Ghana that everything is just as free and open, you know, happiness or that, you know? It's, it's more individualistic in, in this place. So, and to give really a easy.
0: disclaimer out there, I'm not talking about all Ghanaians that, that they don't work or whatever. No, I'm mm-hmm. talking about some, you, you know, mm-hmm. you and I know, you and I know um. that you know somebody or you know some people. They will mm-hmm. not work, they don't work. All they do is complain, and then this government's and This guy, all they do is complain, they don't work. That's of true. course, the systems, everything you know, it's not us, we're supposed to be, but mm-hmm. you to put in the work. But, anyways, yeah. when you go to Ghana, do you get seen as one of them, or you, you or you or people view you as oh, we are the one coming from abroad, oh, you are from abroad, you are not part of us. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like a very difficult, yeah, it's a Mm. difficult question. And I don't mean Mm. like
1: difficult as I I can't answer it. But like it touches me because obviously it's my country. Here, Mm. I feel at home, but not completely. And in Ghana, I feel at home, but also not completely. Because if I open my mouth and they hear the way I speak, they know I'm not from there. If I speak or try to speak true, they know I'm not from there. If I, sometimes even it's by my dressing, they know I'm not from there. And only based on that, sometimes I got treated differently. Something that would be too silly there, if I would open my mouth to ask them. Neboya den.
0: Hey, what, what did you me. say? <laughs> you see, you you see I'm that. one of the problem. Mm, anyways,
1: how do I say
0: Naboya <laughs> <laughs> den? Oh yeah, the <laughs> ne ne
1: boy, boy then is, is expensive.
0: Yeah. The day is it's expensive. The oh, saying is how much is it? <laughs> give a shout out to your teacher. Give a shout out to teacher. <laughs> yes,
1: shout out to our quantity celebration on Instagram. <laughs> so if you want to get your tree lessons, if you want to start learning tree, definitely give him a follow. But yeah, so you ask them how much is it? Sometimes like two cities, they will they will five triple for you. You say ten cities, like obviously I get it. Like uh, is everybody now hustling. That for me that's something for example i could got so annoyed by because i know that's not the price and i know that if i was able to speak the language where i grew up there they wouldn't treat me like that and that makes me feel like a stranger right or that makes me feel like somebody that's excluded somebody that has been said you are not one of us and that's why that's the price we're giving you You one time even i was going to a mina castle and you have a difference for uh, for people that are Ghanaian and people that are foreigners in price. And they wanted to charge me foreigner price. And I was like, ah, but I might not say Ghanaian. You know, like it's not like the price is the problem, but the fact that I get different treatments because I am not born there. It's That's hard. like, or that I that, yeah, I'm like, I'm one of you. I'm I wanna be up, you know, I'm a Ghanaian so My parents are Ghana. And that, that's what is difficult for me but there are like also nice moments and I feel so like Ghanaians are very welcoming as well that I feel so welcomed and so at home and I'm just happy that I can just um go outside the way I want to and nobody will look at me weirdly you know here if you go out outside w, yeah, people will start mm. thinking ah, what, what's, what's wrong with this girl maybe here yeah, you can be free. Yeah. I'm true. free. Understand? Yeah. You
0: can even walk around with rapper. Nobody will mind you.
1: I tell you, I tell you. So um, that's really what I really enjoy about Ghana, the, the, the freedom and the warmth and the and the love. So yeah, it's it's a two-sided thing. I feel mm-hmm. at home there, but I can't also say it's com- completely home because mm-hmm. I know people feel me as the overall knee. Yeah. But here too, I uh, have the same. I feel at home here. But I can also not say that it's completely home because here
0: people feel me as black. Yeah, it's like both sides, you are home, but you are not home. Like, they don't really see you as completely one of them. But that's the thing. That's one of the struggles that we find here or we face here. And people from, you know, back home in Ghana, for example, they don't really understand. All they think is about the money we're getting and the hours that we're working and whatever, whatever. But anyways, how do you feel, you know, of, for not being able to speak the language are you kind of disappointed in your parents that they didn't really teach you or you're like that's mm-hmm. just life and that's how it is
1: well my parents my parents have different reasons for it but yes there are some moments that it does hurt it felt so weird but like it's a, like okay let me not say hurt like it's disappointing for me like i know i'm a ghanaian especially when i'm there Sometimes I know people talk about me, but I just can't hear. Yeah, they will. They will talk about me in my presence, but I just can't understand fellow guardians, that I can not communicate with in my language. And that's the reason that I came to a point that, okay, although, Chris, you can keep on letting your parents say you don't learn the language, or you can take the initiative and start learning yourself. So that's how I was like, okay, let me start learning this language so that at least I can give it to my children or like it's a few years i can like you know because i like to go back to ghana often that i could just like you know find my way around with the language because with english you also get a lot of faces but yeah so to answer your question yes it is it, it is disappointing to me
0: mm. but we- how are you seeing it? How will you teach your children if you, you know, if you want to have kids? How will you teach them um, to, uh, you know, the language and the culture and all of that? How do, you, how do you see it happening? Yeah, so whatever you as a parent
1: know or have, that is what you can teach your children. Right. If I don't speak tree, the chances that I will teach my children dream is very, it's very small. So that's why I'm focusing on get, getting a language now. So at least I can bring it to my children. Actually, it's the same with culture. I try to get to know as much of the culture as possible. I definitely don't know everything yet. But for example, when I went back to Ghana, I went to Kumasi also just to learn more about my roots. I I, I try to read books, although I don't do that. uh, I don't always consistently do that. But just like I don't want my children to lose touch with their origin because obviously I've been born here. I also have the culture from this place. I also don't want to lose the culture of my Parents, uh, or my real origin, like mm. me being ghanian so yeah, I just try in the days that I still don't have it, then I don't have a child yet, just consume as much as the Ghanaian mm. spirit, the Ghanaian the, the soak, treat, it and they, they soak it in as much as possible. So, um, I'm not only doing this for my children, though, I'm also doing it for me. But, yeah, also for my
0: future generation. Yeah. yeah. So what will you tell parents who give birth to their children in the, you know, in the abroad in the abroad? You know, what do you tell them? Do you would you advise them to teach their children the Ghanaian language as much as yeah. possible and the culture or all because there are also people who are like, No, you know, if I teach my child, you know, the language and the culture and everything, they'll get bullied at school or they will not be as smart as I want them to be mm-hmm. at school because they are sort of like cut in two different um yeah language is two different countries and i want them to be able to you know speak the abroad language better and be able to articulate everything well but else it. it's just mix mix and they don't want their children to be confused so what do you think about mm-hmm.
1: that i completely get it i completely get that parents have those reasons in their mind but i would really advise them to teach their kids their mother language at the end of the day that's their origin that's where they're from and there might be a time that your kid is going to look for his own roots, wherever that might be. And um, they will hold you accountable in a way that, that you didn't teach them that because you were their parents. And something as basic as a language is so difficult to learn at a later stage. And your children won't get less smart because of it I mean there are a lot of kids that are multi that have that know more than one language is that like, I mean why is it not a problem if they know English Dutch and let's say French but is it a problem if they know English Dutch and tree? I mean what's the difference between that at the end of the day Ghana is my country it's my culture it's something that I am tied to um, for the rest of my life and my lineage and my generations are tied to that for the rest of my life why would I want them to have a gap between that? Like, why wouldn't I want them to teach, to, to, to know that language? I think every parent that's doubting about that, just teach your children. If it gets on a lower pit, like even if they only understand it but can't speak, that, that is even better than not at all because it's definitely something that will miss, you know? Even um, I'm very involved in my culture, my brothers are too, but even they sometimes are like, ah, why didn't, don't we speak the language especially when around you know Ghanaian so yeah
0: the long ah, story please. Short. Ah, please. this, this, this one hits home because now having a daughter myself I've even though she's still a little baby i don't speak you know you know my family tells me oh speak our language to her you know so you mm-hmm. know she t- just you know she gets familiar but i'm not speaking now now. that you said it's, it hits home it has, it literally pierced me i'm like mm-hmm. you should i should no, you definitely
1: should because she's going to come to an age and she's going to think why did mama why did mama not teach me that like i went to my parents and i've told them not once not twice i think thousand times that. Like, why did you, why did you miss out on that? Like it would have been so much easier for me. There have been so much situations that I would get annoyed that my language, it's my own language that I can't speak. I can speak Dutch, I can speak English, but why is it tree? Where my roots are from, where my identity is bound to. Whatever I do, I can turn left, I can turn right, I can lose my Dutch passport. But I am, by origin, I'm Ghanaian. And that language
0: I can't speak.
1: You understand?
0: Coming from someone like you who was born here and can't speak tree. It really, it really hits home. I'm getting a little bit emotional, to be honest with mm. you, because this is, yeah. this hits home. I'm I'm definitely going yeah. to take this seriously. I've I'm, I'm definitely learned something from this that you've said. And I hope, you know, yeah. my listeners or my viewers are also learning from it. Please, please, please. Let's try so and keep our culture. I mean, if you look at the Arabs, for example, or the Chinese, they keep their culture. You know you. why I can't we do i sometimes i feel like we are being we are discriminating ourselves but that's a whole topic mm. for another day because <laughs> mm. i want i own it with my full chest <laughs> i'm not ready for the bomb now that's why i'll keep it for another time yeah. <laughs> anyways crystalina thank you so much for this are there any is there anything that you want to say is there any message special message i want to give to a special person out there just let us know um or any um, advice special
1: message
0: um Well, at least we're, we're
1: on the topic of identity, so I think I would just speak to little me and all the, the younger people that are listening, or maybe parents of younger teenagers. That you know, there comes a point in your life that you're gonna feel lost, identity wise. You're gonna think, "Where do I belong to?" And it's okay not to belong to one specific place. It's okay to have two half homes. At the end of the day, if you're happy with yourself. Trusting yourself. Don't feel alone. There are also many like you, but also because you're completely and whole as the person that you are. And that is your strength. That is what makes you beautiful because no one is you. That is your power. I think that's the last thing I want to say. Oh,
0: thank you. Aww. And then, yeah, that's what I want to say. <laughs> Thank you so much, <laughs> Now, What is your yeah. social media handle? If people want to follow you. Yeah. What was so, the type of content that you put out there, you know, that you want people to be interested in?
1: Yeah. So my social media, media handle is at I, And basically right now I'm actually busy with organizing a trip to Gama in December. So if you are interested in going and you want someone to take you Hit me up on my Instagram. I am slowly making it bigger and bigger. So uh, definitely tune in whilst Rouse. You still can. And yeah, for the rest, you can, you can uh, find a lot of f- dancing videos and content about Ghana and just pictures. Uh, but definitely hit me up if you want to be traveling to Ghana and want a guide for your trip. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So that's it. Thank you so much, Rosalina. Please guys do uh, um follow her on her social media, on her Instagram. And if you want to go to Ghana, you whether you're Ghanaian or you're not Ghanaian, you want to go to Ghana, you want to know. Get the feeling this thing that everybody's talking about the same badana the same. What is happening there? Ganga follow her, hit her up. And she, I'm telling you, i was living my vacation through her. Whenever she didn't post it, I'm like wait, this guy me? I didn't want to text her because I know Ghana is a house, so You know, it's like forces someone to live. I mean, hey. anyways, do follow her. Hey, and, you <laughs> right, bro. I mean. <laughs> that's all i have for you thank you so much please do subscribe click on the notification bell like comment and share this video with everyone or everybody you know and that's all i have for you thank you thank (laughs) you too jackie Bye. (laughs) bye Thank you for listening to the Afri Talk podcast. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. For more amazing stories, stay connected by following me on all social media platforms. Find me on Instagram at AfriTalk underscore pod, on Twitter at AfriTalk pod and on Facebook AfriTalk talk podcast or you can send me an email at our talk at gmail.com Afritalkp talk p at gmail.com